Welcome to Temple Talk. It's Temple Talk with your host, Jack and Lee, about to talk your asses off about the motherfucking league. Power rank is game of the week. Power taken, how they lead their sheets. Have one word bias and repeats. It's Temple Talk with Jack and Lee. Download and enjoy, or just delete. Okay, in translated, uh, what he just said was, welcome to Temple Talk, uh, gobble gobble. <laughs> That's right, Lee, I'm in the festive mood. Because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, which means football and food. And also family, but who cares? The first two are more important, of course, right? So yes. what a uh, what a another week in the book in the Legends of the Hidden Temple, League of the Hidden Temple, the legendary yeah, week. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that we are only three weeks away from playoffs. I know. The this isn't this and it's a very very um I was looking at the standings the other day. Like, there's one team that's eight and three, and one team that's three and eight, and then the between those, it's Everybody it's up. really clustered up, you know. So, and there are a lot of teams that are still in it. Um, we'll get into the playoff race. Uh, quick, quick update later, and maybe next yep. week. I don't remember what do we got. Yeah, maybe next week I'll have. Next week. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe I might just do like the easy ones. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I was gonna say because <laughs> what we have right now is pretty tight. Um, there, there's a lot of tight races, honestly. However, there could be some things shaping up next week where it could be easy, specifically with, with the divisions at minimum, right? We could we could uh, have some things that we could talk about next week with that. But I agree, it might just be like a few scenario situations next yeah. week. Yeah, um, go ahead. So, so uh, the average this week, Jack, 119. Uh, relatively high average um, outside of a few teams. Uh, it was a pretty high-scoring week. Um, the median was higher than the average for, I think this is now the third week all season, um, 125 for the median, which was pretty high. I was looking to see um, if that was the highest, and if not, we had like a 130 or something one week. Mm. Um, I'm looking back here. Uh, we had a 140, um, but this was the second-highest median. Uh, yeah. We had 141 um, back in week eight um, when everybody was scoring points. Yes, I remember that um, week. That was a fun week. Yeah. yeah. But, but this one was pretty high, too, outside of the fact that, yes, there were some some low teams, but there were also a lot of high teams. Yeah. Um, because we ended up only having one lucky winner and one lucky un, uh, unlucky loser. There you go. Um, which you'll, you'll hear later on. That's good news. Um, and I, I have a theme for this week. It's not a great one. Unless you thought of a different one, you can add on. Um, but I just thought it was kind of interesting. Obviously, I'm involved in one of them, and I picked up one of the quarterbacks um, in this theme. But it was the week of the streamers. Uh, we had four quarterbacks in the top seven that would be considered streaming quarterbacks. Um, and, and there was some uh, – actually some – you know, there was on top of that, there were even some honorable mentions. Um, but so Jimmy G um, was a – the third um, third ranked quarterback on the week, uh, Jacoby Brissett was like five. Daniel Jones, I think, was six or something like that, which I think Sam started. Not positive. Um, and then Andy Dalton, that's right, former Bear Andy Dalton was in the top seven, probably first time in his career. Um, 
And then the honorable mention, which was a very solid stream that we'll talk about later, but Derek Carr had like 26 or 27 points on the week as well. So it was a, it was a big week for streaming quarterbacks. I think Mariota even had like 20 plus week. Big week for um, for streaming quarterbacks this week. Yes. Yeah, it was especially it was, the one. There was a few Brissett and Andy Dalton free agents that were out there that could have been picked up, and you know maybe I, I'm not going to you know say who could have picked them up to win, but definitely could have swung if for whatever reason someone decided to uh, to run with Jacoby Brissett or Andy Dalton, which who would ever? But <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. That would have been a big nuts play of the week. Uh, yes. I, yeah, and I think this is an interesting interesting theme because. Um, through like, you know, the fantasy football Twitter and podcast, uh, people are talking about how there's like just like the haves and the have nots at QB this year. There's like the big four um, of Hertz, Allen, Mahomes, and Jackson, although he has been underperforming lately. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Big five. You forgot one guy. Who? Oh, Fields lately? Fields? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> but that was like, he was. He, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and then there's been kind of like a, a, you know, there's a definite tear break from there, and this was a good week for streamers because uh, I think it's, it was just like nice to see a a more varietal mix of QBs in that in that hop in the Which top actually, twelve. And it's actually funny, you know, you say that for QBs, and I know we're we're going on a lot about streamers here, but you know, another streaming position. Um, heavily streamed position, the tight end position. I just saw some crazy stat that I wanted to share. Um, the gap between tight end one and tight end two, which is Kelsey and Andrews, is larger than the gap between tight end two, Mark Andrews, and tight end 33. Greg Dulcich. Yeah, baby. I saw that stat. Did and you see that stat too? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> and that's. It shows obviously how well Travis Kelsey is doing, but that also shows that. Outside of Travis Kelsey, like, I mean, Mark Andrews, I think, is, I don't know what the gap from two to three is. I imagine it's probably pretty high, but it just shows that, you know, unless you have a top guy, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's just a wash. Yeah. And and yeah. for for Andrews, though, it's been a, uh, lately, I don't think it's been good because Lamar hasn't been very good. He was, and he was hurt. Too, and he was hurt. Which yeah. obviously means everyone else behind him can catch up to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, that's enough talking about streaming. Um, let's get into our playoff race update, Lee. Wait, but I do have to go pee. Oh, okay, see ya. That was a streaming joke. Yeah, I got it. I have to oh, cast okay. Hulu. Yeah, cool. I have to. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, see? Another streaming joke. Okay, cool. cool. I hope, all, right. all right, well, we don't have any streaming listeners update. anymore. Lost one. We just lost all our <laughs> listeners. They They don't like that joke, but... Uh, I guess we yeah. could just talk it through to ourselves. So, how, yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> how are the playoff race yourself. looking? No more America. <laughs> How's the playoff race looking? How are the playoffs looking? The playoffs are looking all right. Um, the uh, this is this. Sorry, this is. Oh yeah, this is. I thought this was an old note. Um, Sam section P. So if we just skip to the wild card for now, because we'll talk about clinching scenarios with divisions. Section P's loss will be. We will talk about that game, which was a wild one. Um, that loss tightened that wild card one race very much so. Um, in fact, now Section P at seven and four is only one game up in the wild card from Ryan and you, Jack. Yes. That's right. 
you and Ryan are both only one game back from the wild card one spot, um, which is pretty interesting. And then obviously there's a there's a uh, uh, teams um, that are two games back that I would say for the wild card one spot probably not going to happen. But just so that we can bring his name up, even though we can bring his name up afterwards, that one of those guys that's two games back. Zach Evanson. Yeah, five and six, and so are the scoring some mores as well. Both are five yep, and six, yes. two games back. I just wanted to bring. Yeah, correct. Scoring some mores as well. Um, um, the the wild card two and three spot to, to continue on. Um, and to be honest with you, Jack, it's going to be pretty pretty tough to sneak into the wild card two or three spot at this point, outside of uh, Ryan or Adam, unless something happens with the divisions or that wild card one spot. Um, what that, what I mean by that, if for whatever reason, Sam, um, Sam Salling falls out of the wild card one spot. Now we don't want him to fall out of the, uh, wild card one spot by taking over the green monkeys division because Greg is right there. And what that means is that everyone else still gets screwed out of the wild card one spot. But if for whatever reason Sam goes on a three-game losing streak right now for the rest of this game, the rest of the season, and either uh, Ryan or Adam somehow take over that wild card one spot, that opens it up a little bit for uh, the wild card two spot or three race because yes, Sam Salling would be in that wild card three spot. Um, however, the gap would close by about seventy points wow. between Adam who's currently in the wild card three spot and um, Sam, who then would be in the wild card three spot um, Seth being right behind in the wild card three spot. But currently Seth is 165 points behind Adam, but he's so only, gap would, yeah, go ahead. Which is basically impossible at this point in the season. Um, and that's why I brought that up really. It's not impossible. We've seen crazy things, but that is a large gap to cover. Um, but, but as I said, if for whatever reason, Sam Salling drops out of wildcard one and falls into wildcard three because of, uh, Adam or Ryan moving up to that, that wildcard three spot, then that gap between Sam and Seth would become about, uh, eight, 90 points, a hundred, no, about a hundred points, give or take. Um, so, so that's a 65 point swing there. So a hundred points is still a lot, but it opens it up a little bit. Yes, it does. Yeah. That tightens the race a lot. And then behind Seth, 20, what is it? 20 points behind Seth is the Salacious Spelunkers again. And then yeah, uh, another another eight points behind them are the Old Style Boys. So, uh, right. yes, that would be the best case scenario is that Section P somehow falls into the points wild card races. Starts going 0-3. Another, what that also means if he goes 0-3, that probably means he's not scoring well. Yeah, that's true. Another like side scenario into this wild card race is if uh, maybe like Ryan could take the wild card one and Section P falls out and Adam can overtake the Orange Iguanas division. That would throw yes. the the points part, the wild cards two and three, the points races. Uh, that would throw make it a lot tighter, especially that wild card three portion. Wild card three much tighter. Yeah. Yes. However, that is one scenario. Adam could come out and win the Orange Ghana division, and that is Adam winning out, right? And um, and and James for the most, it's not winning out, but it Adam, yes, it is Adam winning out and James losing in the division. Yes, yeah, something like losing that. The next, 
Yeah, I think I think we might be assuming a win this week, but yeah, I think it might be essentially right. that. Um, yes, correct. But but speaking of divisions, what what about the purple parrots and the green monkeys? Yes. So so you'll hear early on us talk to James. Spoiler alert: our guest pod, uh, our guest um, podcast guy, um, whatever I just named, <laughs> called him, um, James, uh, for winning his game day matchup. Um, we talked through the Orange Guana division race with him, but I'll, I'll discuss it quick. His, I'll just skip around. His magic number is two. And the reason for that, because you'd say, oh, well, I don't understand. What about if James wins and Jack, you lose, wouldn't I clinch it? No. The reason for that is because Adam is two games back. However, Adam still gets to play James, and he only has one loss in the division, which means if Adam goes 2-0 and in the division – um, these next uh, three and oh, I should say, these next couple of games in the division. Um, what that would mean is Adam would end up being five and one in the division, and James would be five and one in the division. And assuming James loses, they would have a tie record, tied record, and the tiebreaker would go to points four in that situation. Yeah, because everything basically would be a wash. So that is a scenario for Adam to win the division, and that would open crazy things up. Um, but otherwise. James win two. James wins two, and he wins the Orange Iguanas division. That's right. Um, Purple Parrots division and the Green Monkeys division is a little bit easier for the current leaders. If me, the Crouchy Rim Shots, was one game up on Ryan, win, and Ryan loses this week, that's it. Division over. Reason for that, I'm I would be five and zero in the division. Ryan right now is already zero and three, um, so there's no way for him to come back in the division. If um, in the Green Monkeys side. Same thing, same situation with Greg. Greg is 3-0 and in the division. Sam Salling is 1-2. and So if Greg wins and Sam Salling loses, Greg got the division locked. That's it. There you go. Only scenarios. So every division leader right now has a magic number of two. Um, for the, the Green Monkeys right. and the Purple Parrots, there's only one team with a tragic number of two um, each in each of those divisions. But for the Orange Iguanas, there's still two teams in it with a tragic number of two as well. Uh, so there we go. There's, this is, this is interesting. Um, the divisions are still tight. Uh, there's still some games up in the air to be had. Uh, this will be an interesting week because no teams are on by everyone's at full strength. So it'll be a good, good measuring stick, I guess, for the final stretch of the season and the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, Lee. Uh, what's next? We got the Malort recap. And a good week for you. This is starting to turn into your favorite segment, Jack. Um, because, I, I mean, you just keep struggling, my man. <laughs> and Story I of the season. Well. <laughs> Another um, alert shot coming your way, Jack. Um, uh, based on what a little birdie told me, you uh, forgot your Malort bottle at home. So we will... Uh, we will um, pause the shot until next week. Yep. Um, but I went two and one. You went zero and three. Tough week for you. Um, I picked correctly the spelunkers over the uh, guards as my upset, and I also got my own lock of me beating Emily. Um, our spicy cakes um, piping hot this week. I mean, this is this is this is dumb on my end because I should have just said greater than or equal to. Um, because my my spicy take was the Baltimore Ravens defense plus five points would be greater than the commie or less than the commies defense, exactly equal. They were exactly equal. Yeah. The Ravens defense 
plus five, they equal the Tommy's defense. And then, Jack, for you, uh, you meant to say Tony Pollard, not um, Jonathan. That's correct. That would have done it. And Jonathan Taylor started off right well. He had, I think he had like 50 yards and a touchdown on the first drive. He did, yeah, he did. Um, but but Taylor did outscore two out of the three of Adams running back, so that's kind of a little spice. Yeah, I thought uh, I'm getting a team's message. Um, <laughs> I thought I, I thought uh, the Packers defense would hold up a little bit better against Derrick Henry. Um, your, I'm su- I should say your Packers defense, Lee. And we'll get to oh, the reason yeah. why yeah. later. Oh, oh, I meant to lead. I meant to lead the podcast, Jack. With go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> you should say it. You got to say the, the three le- the three little words that they like to chant. Uh, but uh, but uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry made sure Adam did not or that. Uh, sorry, John, Jonathan Taylor did not cover that. But I digress. So um, we went over our spicy takes. Our Malort picks were for you. You picked the spelunkers over the guards and the rim shots over procedural wide. Yep. Wide. Wide. Uh, But you got wrong uh, section P over fantasy football team on a Monday night miracle. Um, So Sunday, Monday, miracle. Miracle. Yeah. A two for one. And then for me, I picked fields of dreams over the boys. I picked the s'mores over the rough riders and I picked the Niners over the stonks and all three of those were wrong. All right, so let's jump into our friendly, handy dandy power rankings, Lee, with number number twelve. Excuse you. That came from deep. The number twelve team uh, is the only team who is mathematically out of the playoffs by record, and we might as well call it by points. Um, but we, we, you know, there's always miracles to be had. Uh, we got to come up with a. We got to ro- come no, up with. A... I mean, sorry, but I think Emily is also mathematically eliminated. But oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think she probably is. It it would come down to tiebreakers for Emily. Tie would, would be, be math- a matter of if, if <laughs> matter of if Sam Salang beat Emily or not, which I, I think. Yeah, she, I think he did. Well, uh, Ty- so I think Emily's also eliminated by record. Without com- without ba- baking in tiebreakers, Ty is the only one who's mathematically out. He's the only three and eight team. Uh, that I mentioned before, uh, he is 12 and 12 in both polls appropriately. Uh, last week was 11 on the committee and got some respect from the coaches at nine, but they quickly reverted to 12. Uh, and that is because he put up a meager 87 points in a loss to the boys. Uh, he had a good chance to win this game going into Sunday night and Monday night. Uh, <laughs> I think he needed like maybe a, a cluster of like 10 points from a handful of players. Um, or see, I'm looking back. It was He's Sunday night. It was Sunday night. He needed like four or five points. McKinnon. McKinnon yeah. and Kadarius Tony. Tony had the one kickoff return and then uh, injured his hamstring yeah. early on and was out. And McKinnon had uh, like 1.2 points. I, th- I thought there was a chance. That my worst fear was and that he fumbled, and then he fumbled. Andy fumbled. That was the big play. When he f- lost the fumble, uh, that was huge for the boys uh, for and, and terrible for Ty. But uh, he lead. I mean, we're just going to hit the bats first for Ty because uh, he did poorly. Uh, sorry. He lead, which is the tight ends, right? Because he played Foster Moreau, who had a single catch late in the game, 4.3 points. And on his bench, he had Taysom Hill, who is – who had like 17 snaps at quarterback this week, by the way. Really? Yeah, Taysom Hill. I mean, I think they just don't trust uh, Dalton, and 
I guess they don't trust uh, Winston. They won't play him. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, Nick Folk was kicking in blustery winds. He put up a zero and missed two field goals. Uh, made one, but he and he made his only extra point to get back to zero. Um, so tough there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the, do you mean the Folk blow instead of oh, uh, there you go, Folk zero. Folk zero. Okay, they're both good. Uh, <laughs> um, and and another bad point for Ty. <clears throat> Melvin Gordon, who put up you know a respectable ten points, I guess, but he has been snipped from the Broncos. I guess you would, I would say he's been freed from the Broncos uh, with yeah, an amazing two years too late. Yeah, as you would say. Probably. Oh my God, four months too late, man. I mean, come on, cut him before the before the Temple draft, and I could have kept uh, <laughs> Jamonte Williams. Yeah, well, that didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Well, it might have just ended my season sooner. Um, which would have been. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, and but Melvin Gordon had an amazing goodbye farewell on I think it was TikTok or Instagram, which was a he snipped himself. He put a picture of himself in a uh, white Ford Bronco from the orange or from the uh, OJ chase, and saying, "You know, Broncos country, let's ride" or something. I'll see you guys later. And oh, that's uh, hilarious. it was amazing. Look it up if you get the chance. I um, saw. I saw. I don't know if it was real. I'm gonna think. I think it was fake. Uh, it was. I know I'm what you're talking about. Positive. Yeah, the future thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> In the locker room, he played all future music after their loss. <laughs> yeah, he said. He he replied to that on Twitter and said, "Y'all are." He was like, "Y'all are crazy." Cap, you know, whatever the the those terms are. Uh, here it is. Multiple sources indicate that after last night's OT loss to the Raiders, former Broncos running back Melvin Gordon loudly played several songs by hip-hop artist Future in the Broncos locker room. Quarterback Russell Wilson reportedly demanded his immediate release that night. <laughs> Future is the ex-fiance of Russell Wilson's wife, Ciara, who recently followed, filed a $15 million lawsuit against the hip-hop artist. Since Wilson joined the Broncos this spring, the team had banned Future from all locker room plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melvin that came out funny. and said that that was false. Uh, but uh, the, hilarious yeah, nonetheless. It was false, but I, I, yeah. I, I believed, there was like a point where I was like, this is this true? Because it was like the only one person reporting it. And then I was like, no, this is totally false. Yeah. Uh, fake news, as the kids would say. Um, yeah. I guess there's really only two good things for Ty was that Chris Olave had another good game. and Well, three good things. The Cowboys completely smothered the Minnesota Vikings uh, for 16 yep. points. And Derek Carr was a very solid streamer, as we previously mentioned. Yep. Two touchdowns. I think they both came in the second half, so that was, that was sad for me. But, you know, whatever. Uh, the overtime touchdown, I think, and right? Yeah, second half and overtime, actually. You're right. So yeah. I saw a stat today that if, if the Broncos' offense put up 17 points, uh, in regulation, if they put up at I least, saw that too. I don't, I don't remember the record was, but they'd be like, you know, six and four or something like that, seven and three. But, but they never put up, they never put up enough points. I so. saw that too. That was insane. <laughs> so pretty sad there. Uh, anyways, next week for Ty, he's got the fantasy football team uh, in a Orange Runners matchup. Number eleven. Number eleven, Jack. We have proceed worldwide. Wide. 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 That is that is Emily uh, eleven and eleven after a uh, abysmal performance, um, scoring only eighty points in the loss to me 
Um, last week was 9-11. Never forget. Never forget. Um, so no change in the coaches' poll. The coaches saw this one coming. The committee did not uh, last week, unfortunately, um, but the committee did understand it this week. Um, while we're at it, we talked about it with Ty. Why don't we start with the bad for Emily, too, because it was pretty bad. Uh, I scored double over double her points. And, um, what, you know, before I ended this, my notes in here, I was just curious to check it because um, – Emily James and really badly um, James. And this was, you know, I'll have you know, Jack, um, I looked at the calendar when I made this trade with Emily that I made with Kirk Cousins. And I said, oh, Kirk Cousins plays the Dallas Cowboys when I played her. This is exactly why I'm <laughs> going to make this trade and give her Kirk Oh, jeez. <laughs> you were waiting on that. Not actually why. Even, and not actually why just a quick aside, Lee, even with you doubling Emily's points and outscoring her by 107 points, still no perfect game. I know. I was going to bring that up. Okay, yes. sorry. Still no perfect game because of Saquon Barkley and and Cairo Santos. Um, but really, it was Cairo Santos missing that fifty yarder, probably because I think that fifty yarder. Um, no, I don't think it would have gotten him there. But anyways, um, the bad for Emily is basically everybody except for Aaron Rodgers and Jamal Williams, who conveniently for me uh, were sitting on Emily's bench. Oh my god! Uh, so my point that I was going to bring up <laughs> is that she was 60 out of 80 points on her bench. So very close, three-fourths of a Sam um, on her bench. That's two weeks in a row that she's almost nearly Sam. Um, I think she had a barely, uh, almost Sam last week too, remember? We talked about that. It yes. was like 10 points away from the Sam. Yes. Um, so really bad performance by Emily here with um, the good, um, as I said, Aaron Rodgers and Jamal Williams being on her bench. She had a few mediocre players, like some 10-plus points, 12, 13-pointers. Um, but, but otherwise, so many bad players. The Vikings were just abysmal. Um, the Bengals defense, which everyone thought would be a good stream, I even picked them up in a, in a different league. That was not the, not the case. Um, she's still holding on to A.J. Dillon in hopes that Aaron Jones gets hurt. Um, and, yeah, just not a good performance by Emily. And that's all about all I have to say about her. Um, she's got the stocks next week. I'm rooting for her big time. Um, and, and fortunately, she gets – Mike Evans back on by, and I think she's got a decent matchup, a couple of decent matchups. Um, however, the Vikings play um, the Patriots tomorrow. Oof, yeah, she needs to pull Kirk Cousins. Sorry, not to, not to, you know, put any, <laughs> any uh, <laughs> fantasy advice out there, well, but no, Jack, Jack, here, this will, this will, this will help. Uh, you know, Rogers plays the Eagles next week. I don't care. Primetime Kirk? Primetime Kirk against the Patriots? Forget about it. I mean, come yeah, on. I guess that's a good point. Come on. That's a good point. He's going to put up negative 10. Against the Patriots. Bet the unders on him. I think, I, think, I think Emily might be better off listening to our theme of the week this past this week. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and searching elsewhere. But, but we won't give any more advice because um, I'm sure Ryan would be very upset um, at us giving advice <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, let's 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 stop talking before we give her any more good advice. Uh, <laughs> number n- number nine. At number nine, Lee, we have the Rough Riders. No one. Or the the Riders. That's what we do. Uh, the, the Rough Riders. At number nine and ten in the coaches, 
Uh, last week was 11 and 11, make a wish. So they moved up to 9 and 10, 4 and 7 after 131 points in a solid W over the score and s'mores. They continue their longest streak, winning streak in the temple. So good for Sam. Uh, once he got rid of all of the players he drafted, once he got rid of all the players he drafted, he finally started winning. So figure that one out. Uh, um, I'm checking Sam's. I'm very curious. You keep going, but I want to check a stat on, on Sam's power rankings. Yeah. So, and then for Sam, he had, I think it ended up being the number one, uh, player overall on the week, which was Tony Pollard. Um, I think he even outscored all of the quarterbacks. He was the number one player. Uh, Justin Fields, just him Fields, excuse me, uh, was good, but an asterisk because he might miss this week. I, I would assume he misses this week. I hope so. I hope so. As a Bears fan, I hope so. I know Sam would like him to play as a Bears fan. I hope Justin Fields sits. Well, I would say even as Sam, as a as a fantasy manager, he would hope Fields sits because he'd ra- I'd yeah. rather have Fields for the stretch of this season and then as a potential keeper next year than him suffer a really bad injury this week for you know yes. a game that we should lose anyways. Uh, also yes. good for Sam was Ayuk who put up a half a kit or half a Kelsey, two catches for twenty yards and a t- two touchdowns <laughs> on on Monday night as well. Uh, staving yeah. off Adam on that Monday night as Adam was trying to make a comeback. Uh, the Samaje three Ryan for three touchdowns also might be a spot start this week if um, Mixon can't play and Pacheco with Ceh out even without Ceh out uh, Pacheco started taking over that backfield. He's not yeah. he's still not leading the backfield in in snaps and he's not getting those juicy uh, you know passing plays and I don't think he's getting the inside the ten plays he's not getting those like juicy those no, juicy snaps. And well, in McKinnon gets in on those plays. Even he doesn't yeah, get he doesn't no, get the targets. I know, but I know. you know Pacheco's that between the twenties sort of back. Uh, bad, yeah. bad. You put it. I see what you did here. Bad. You put Fields in the bad column as well. Uh, we yeah, kind of already talked yeah. about it. Graham, good, no good. Uh, he did a terribly. Dis- and he was Two missed extra points. Yeah, he was coming on as one of the best or one of the top kickers in the in fantasy this week, uh, or not this week this year, and not good. Uh, Trey McBride, Sam tried digging deep there. He only got four targets for 14 yards. So 3.4 points there. Not great. Uh, I see, I know what Sam was trying to do. He's trying to strike some diamond in the rough, but didn't, didn't hit yeah. this week at least. And Brian Robinson against the Texans put up a meager seven points. I, I think, I think Texans are the league's worst run defense. Yeah. If it's not, yeah. And, uh, Brian Robinson did not do well against them. And it looked like, um, Gibson was starting to take over that. Gibson got a ton. Yeah, yeah. starting to take that backfield back. Uh, next week, I, go ahead. I wanted to bring up the stat that I wanted to look up here. Um, after talking about a lot of bad, Sam's bad, so we can make him feel a little bit better. <laughs> this is Sam's first time in the top 10 of power rankings since week two. Wow. No, since week one. Since week one. Holy cow. He was nine in the, he was nine in the preseason, and then week one, he was eight. Since then, he has not been in the top ten. Well, trending up. Well done, Stocks are up, Sam. baby. Well done, <laughs> Good for him. Back in the top ten. Welcome, Dale. Uh, next week for him, he's got the Niners. Tough one, but this is one that uh, this is one that the Rough Riders like to win. You know, this is a this is one that they play him tough. They like to beat the Niners. So let's move on. This to, is a rivalry game for sure. Exactly. Number nine again. 
What? Yes. Number nine again. Again. That's right. That is the uh, salacious spelunkers. Zach. Um, Zach is in to the top ten. I just need to check here. What about with Zach? He's been ten for a while, but first time ten since week five um, for Zach. So well done, Zach. He's on a uh, he's on a I think a couple game win streak. Not positive. Um, but, but he's been doing well, 126 points in his win over the guards, nine in the coaches poll as well. So the coaches also believe in him a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, five and six after getting rid of like all of his players, which is pretty surprising, um, was 10 and 12 last week. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, just, just hanging in there. Um, we talked about streaming. How about Marcus Mariota's stream for Zach this past week? Pretty solid. Uh, 21 points. I'll easily take that in streamer. Um, we also had David Montgomery. We talked about how he probably was going to have a good game against Atlanta with Khalil Herbert on IR. And he did. 22 points. Um, uh, his his favorite uh, single care, all the single carries, um, Devin Singletary. Yes, that's a good nickname uh, I will I, add. Yes, uh, 19.7 points, pretty solid, Um, even though um, I really wanted them to play this game in Buffalo so that he um, would be underneath the snow. Um, If you saw that uh, that tweet, or that I think they showed a graphic on the screen that said the amount of snow that was in Buffalo um, covered two Bills players, including Devin Singletary hmm. and somebody else. I did. Um, and was very close to covering Josh Allen. Um, so, and, and and I will also add the genius move by him um, to, to seal his victory by scooping up the commies defense because he listened to me. Um, he listened <laughs> to me. He scooped up the spicy take of the week defense of, of the Washington commies and that won him the week. 21 and a half points. Um, the other good news for Zach, um, as he continues to hopefully try to sneak his way in the playoffs somehow, is that one more week until Deshaun Watson's back. There we go. So he only needs to stream Marcus Mariota and the likes for one more week, and then he got Deshaun Watson back. Groper Cleveland bad, is back. Yes, the entire team. Um, the bad um, is um, – this is just a bad because – um, I just, he didn't do it. Um, he didn't start a kicker, um, Robbie gold. Um, although it's not a sickly because we ruled that, um, the sickly rule only applies if you bench your kicker and lose, he won. Um, he benches kicker and won because he did not want Robbie gold to have negative four points. Um, but still bad because you didn't play all your players. Um, and the other bad, as we talked about with Isaiah Pacheco earlier, CEH, I think you can just, uh, cut, cut, snip, snip there. Um, Zach probably, um, out on the IR and, uh, the former, um, legend, big Bob Tanyan as, a a, a former great Max Wagner in the league would say, um, 3.4 points. Not great. Next week, Salacious Belunkers has me. So good luck, Zach. Tough one there. Number eight. Lee, at number eight, we have the eighth team in the coaches' poll as well, the old-style boys, uh, six and five. Last week was eight and eight after putting up a meager 90 points in my fourth lucky win on the season. So that's got to be the most. And uh, I have the the best defense in the entire league, I believe you meant to type in, not the lowest points allowed. Sure. 
Sure. The best defense. Yep, you have the, the <laughs> lowest points allowed by 25-point margin. Yes, beautiful. And, uh, you know, winning ugly is fine. Uh, the good? To, to, uh, <laughs> to add another little to that, the league average is uh, 1,280. You are 10% below that. Not bad. My defense is just stalwart, you know? Yeah, I guess so. The good for the boys, uh, Jalen Hurts took a while. He had to get it going in the second half. I think he had two touchdowns then, including the final. It was the opposite of the normal Eagles. That's true. First half Eagles, it was the second half Eagles. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. And he had 80 points, or he had 80 yards rushing again, which he hasn't done in, I want to say, over a month and a half. Uh, It felt like he has been not rushing a lot, which can really help solidify the floor of a quarterback. Uh, We got to talk about my boy, Big Mouth Billy Bass. Uh, spend five dollars on. Song. <laughs> Take me to the river. Drop me in the water. Uh, drop. I, I spent five dollars on Fab on him. What two weeks ago? Uh, then I cut him this week because I thought they were going to be playing in eighteen feet of snow. Um, and then you scoop and him I scooped him back up. Luckily, nobody got him. Got him back up for free, and he put up, what was it, 20-some points? Uh, it was, like, one of the top five kicking performances of all time, Which, but it wasn't even the top kicking performance on the week, so how about that? Uh, he put up – sorry, I uh, did not have this ready. 20.2 points. 20 I'll point- be honest, Jack. When I saw you pick him up, I didn't even realize you had cut him um, because, obviously, I was streaming my kicker this week, um, and so if I would have seen him, I would have scooped him up. I would have tried to scoop him up earlier than you um, after the news of them moving to Detroit, but I, I did not even notice to cut him. Yep. You got to watch those cuts, people. Uh, and then yep. also also the final good news of a team that did not have much uh, was Traylon Burks had a great game against a tough uh, secondary, your Packers. He put up seven catches for 111 yards. I think you, I think you said his name wrong. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's Trey Longnecker Burks. Uh, I can even update that go. as a nickname. That's pretty good. Uh, so very good nickname, Lee. Trey Longnecker Burks and uh, put up 16 points. So hopefully he's going to be starting to realize. Newly engaged. Newly engaged Trey Longnecker Burks. That's true. Congrats to Trey and Gabby. Uh, um, so hopefully he, he starts to realize that first round pick value that he had in the real NFL draft. And I don't know what round I got yep. in. I think the ninth. Uh, in the fantasy football draft, and uh, is the number one tight or number one receiver in Tennessee, the AJ Brown replacement that they drafted him to be. The bad. Let's get to it. So we don't. Uh, DJ Moore. In the ninth. That's correct. Uh, DJ Moore is awful. But let me put my DJ clown Moore. makeup. Let me put my clown makeup on for one more week, right? <laughs> it's like the meme. You know, like, next week? Oh well, Baker Baker is going to be good for DJ Moore. Oh, well, P.J. Walker is going to be good for D.J. Moore. Oh, well, Baker is going to be good for D.J. Moore. Oh, well, Sam Darnold's going to be good for D.J. Moore, right? It's got to be good, right? Right? No. How did he do last year with him? <laughs> he put up, I guess, wide receiver two numbers, I think. A lot of that came early on, but afterwards, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's been very good. Uh, Greg Dulcich didn't put up a strong performance six points but i did not i luckily played the right tight end here because that could have made a huge difference in this matchup uh yeah you would have lost yeah so uh no you still i would have barely it would have been a lot closer it would come down to that mckinnon fumble that would have been a way to go you would have won you would have won by 
0.02 points. And it, it would have been because of the McKinnon fumble if I had started David wow. Njoku. Uh, Nico Collins was not that good. He was a spot start. I mean, I don't know. It's just this team is ravaged by injuries and bad players. Uh, and to add to injuries, Jalen Worms is out. Uh, speaking of David Njoku, he only put up three points, so not great there. Uh, Dotson only put up two points. That sucks. He's a first round pick as well, but he sucks. How about your uh, How about your defense? You started too. Oh my God, the Bull- the Broncos. This is the first time all year they scored less than five points. And the- oh, they my only God. allowed twenty two points, and they scored negative. That's kind of surprising. They I just I'm looking at that again, and very surprising to me. They just didn't do enough of those stat stuff. They or, did nothing. You know, one sack. One, one sack. sack. They had a second sack, and then the. Uh, Broncos got called for a holding, or sorry, the the uh, what's what was the team they played? The Raiders. The Raiders got called for a holding, and they accepted the penalty. They, they got a sack and a loss of yards. What I mean, like, oh. like Daniel Hackett to me. Oh my gosh, it was it was so dumb. <sighs> Next week for the boys, let's just say the boys are floundering right now. They're not back. They're in hibernation for the winter. Uh, we have the s'mores, so tough matchup. Number seven. Number seven, Jack. We have the Temple Guards. Seven, you say? What? That can't be right. That can't be right. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not right. Committee, committee. Fix this. That's right. That means the streak is over. The last team to never have a consistent uh, rank back-to-back weeks. That streak is over. Seth is seven again for the first time all season. He's had the same rank four and seven um, after a uh, loss, not considered an unlucky loss, surprisingly. Um, 122 points on a normal week is probably an unlucky loss, but because of the high scores, not an unlucky loss here. Seven uh, in the coaches' poll, seven last week, so seven, 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 seven. Um, lucky sevens, uh, unlucky sevens, I guess you can say for Seth. Um, loss to the Spelunkers. Um, the good for Seth, uh, the big Dak attack. Um, Dak Prescott had another good game against the uh, the Vikings. We talked about that game a little bit earlier with Emily. Um, and the other cowboy on his team, Brett Maher. Holy crap, 19.3 points. Um, and then Austin Eckler had another good game, about 19 points or so. Um, on Sunday night against the Chiefs, um, just barely didn't do enough, um, though, for him. He really needed just a little bit more from him in order to uh, to come up with that Sunday night miracle, and unfortunately it was not enough um, for, for Seth. Um, the bad, Big B, um, I mean, seven and a half points for a tight end is pretty decent, but I just wanted to throw him in there just because we know you need to get your weekly ranking in. That's right. um, for, for Higby. Um, so I'm giving him a Higby um, at seven and a half. So um, that qualifies as a bad for me. I'd like an A. Um, and uh, Tyler Boyd or Tyler Bad, um, 6.2 points, not good. And uh, the last bad news, um, Jack, I know you were happy to be able to do this for, uh, once and for all. Oh, my God. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has been injured. Having surgery, going on IR. Um, I think Seth. It's safe to say you can probably cut bait with him. Oh, do it, Seth. It's so. It's so. Uh, what's the word? Cathartic. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, fortunately for Seth, he didn't have to deal with it all season. All right. Um, if Sam had him, he would have had to. I'd be curious to get Sam's take 
Sam uh, Salling, feel free to sh- uh, share your take about Kyle Pitts in the uh, chat because I know he's got Kyle Pitts everywhere else. Yeah. Um, so I'd be very curious to get his thoughts on being able to, to push that drop button on Kyle Pitts for his other leagues. Um, so, yeah, that was not good. And then next week for Seth, he's got second peak. Speaking Woo! There we go. Pitts revenge game. Oh, wait. Never mind. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Number six, we have the scoring some mores, uh, not at five and six. So they, uh, they, they surprisingly have a losing record. Uh, they are fourth in the coaches poll. And uh, last week, this is a big drop. Probably our biggest drops on the week were the scoring some mores from three. I think so. I will check. Yeah, three in the committee down to six on the com- in the committee, and two in the coaches poll down yep. to two. That one, I, I don't know if that can confirm it. Uh, so because they put up 117 points and a loss to the Rough Riders, and uh, the good for Adam was D. Uh, sorry, Derrick Henry, beast, uh, 29.36 points on Thursday night, two touchdowns, a uh, bunch of yards, just a good solid performance from Derrick Henry that you'd come to expect from here on out. Debo Samuel, who has been struggling lately, uh, finally came back. 20 points. He put up previously 6.6 and 7.4 and even a zero. I guess he was out the game against the Rams uh, in a bye week in the middle. So very tough, Uh, very cool amount of points from Dalton Schultz. 4.2 points. Good for him. Blaze it. Blaze it, baby. The, his kicker McPherson came back 15 points. The real fierce one. The real fierce one. That's right. And, uh, and the Ravens also put up 16.5 points. Just clearing the spicy take, uh, the spicy take line, um, and bad for Adam. This was a tough week for him. He lead. Um, he had Hayden Hurts, Hurt Hurst, Hayden Hurst funeral homes on his bench, and Dalton Schultz put up four point two. Hurst put up five and a half, and that's why he caught it. Catch, uh, he kept him right. Well, right. I mean, he kept, kept him, kept him to keep on his bench. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, that's right. Damian Pierce had a very tough game, uh, 10, oh, oh, sorry, 3.2 points. I, this was part of the reason why I put my spicy take together was I thought Pierce and, uh, Robinson had a tough week. Uh, I thought, I mean, Robbins won. Yeah. Robbins one single point. Uh, what, what do you have? Seven carries for 10 yards. Yikes. Oh my God. I didn't notice that. I just saw the one point. That is tough. Well, anyone in that game was awful except, uh, the uh, defenses, oh, except for Zach Wilson. Except is... for Zach Wilson. Oh no, he did. He did fine. He yeah, he did fine. He didn't have any. <laughs> he did fine that game. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard a player say in an interview. It was unbelievable. I cannot believe that. For for reference to everybody, um, somebody asked uh, Zach Wilson if he felt he let the defense down. To which he said, "No, he did not lead let uh, let the defense down." Um, but uh, I believe the Jets scored, um, let me check, three, uh, three points. A one, three points. a two, And he a three. had, I think, maybe 90 yards or something like that, total passing. But no, he didn't. It he did fine. Um, yeah. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, I mean, he did fine. You know, this was, and, and back, back to Adam, though, this was a tough week for him. He had a bunch of people on by, uh, four players, DK, Tyreek, Kenneth Walker, and Travis Etienne all on by this week. Uh, yeah, it was in by apocalypse for and, sure. And a quick boost to his forty-five million dollar man, Kylo Ren Williams, uh, yeah. because 
your boy Daryl Henderson has been snipped. Honestly, it was a relief to be able to... <laughs> Sometimes it's just nice to know you can get rid of guys. <laughs> I, I don't have room to hold on to players anymore right now, so it was a relief to be able to cut him. I know he was just picked up and signed by the Jaguars, um, which I'm sure, speaking of Adam, is not happy about. True. But, I mean, he's going to steal maybe five carries yeah. a, a week from him. It's not worth keeping. Yeah. Um, it like, was a relief to be able to cut him. Like, is Henderson better than Robinson? You know, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They're both probably just replacement level players. So for Adam, Adam next week, he has a huge one, huge one. The old style boys. Indeed. Oh, and, and you didn't say it because I know you probably didn't want to, but I'm calling it still an Adam. Oh, um, <laughs> it, technically, um, he doesn't have another defense on his bench, but we're going back to last week and the whole reason the spicy take happened. Um, Adam still had the Washington Commanders, who would have done better. Um, so he Adam. Um, now, of course, that would not have won him the matchup, um, but but he's still Adam. <laughs> he's still Adam, as he as as he does as Adams are oft to do. Yes, exactly. Number five, Lily. At number five, we have the. Fantastic fantasy football team, uh, number six in the coaches poll, and seven and four on the season. Last week they were four and five, so slipped a little bit in both rankings, one spot. Um, they the fantasy football team put up 132 points in a much needed win over Section P on game day, and that's right. That means our dear friend of the show, Mr. J- Coach James Brady, welcome to the pod, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. So, um, you know, sun, going into Sunday night football, I think you were down like 60 points uh, with the final two games on each of those, on, on you know, the final two primetime games to go. Um, so, and, and the team, I think you had Herbert and I don't remember who else, Herbert and Kittle uh, for sure. And Butker. And Butker. And Butker. Okay, so take us through this emotional uh, victory to and we'll, as we mentioned earlier in the pod, to nearly clinch the Orange Iguanas division. Can you take us through uh, what your thoughts were when 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 the team pulled it through for you? Yeah, heading into Sunday night, I did not think I had much of a chance because Herbert Herbert's been terrible lately. So has Buker actually. Buker came up with eleven and a half though, which was huge and. Herbert did decent, 24.70. And when he threw that pick, I, I thought I was for sure done. I didn't think there was any chance Kittle was, was getting 22 the next day. Yeah, you got a uh, – James, you got a little bit of good karma coming back your way after the the um, unfortunate Monday Night Miracle on my end. So so you got your you got your luck coming back. The karma came back to you. Yep, I, I know exactly how Sam, how Sam felt on Tuesday morning. Dude, I yes. feel like you've had yes, you've had a you ton of emotional Monday night games. There was ours, there was the one against Lee. I feel like there was at least one more between then and now. There was, yeah, I forget which one. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, Monday nights have been have been very stressful. For me. <laughs> Man, you need some tea or some yoga to help you get through those. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so Jay- go ahead, Lee. Yeah, so so I, I wanted to. Just, we have a few other questions for you, but you know, as Jay, as Jack was reading in your ranking, 
came a little bit of a surprise maybe to you question uh you know possibly you know you did you did a really well on game day very big game off against a very good opponent tough, tough opponent and you moved down one spot in the ranking and you moved down one spot in the coaches poll too I, I was pretty surprised about moving down I, I don't know what people are looking at but uh, all we can do is keep playing let the, let the haters hate <laughs> Exactly. You first just got to take care of first place in our division. We're, we're number six overall. It makes yeah. sense. That's true. And, and Jack, I'll let you take the next one after this, but you know, I got to take this one here. Oh yeah. Um, your, uh, your boy, how about my boy, Najee Harris? Best I, I was going to get, I was going to get to that. <laughs> yep. yes. I knew you were going to say it. So I needed to say it first. <laughs> Back solid performances, but his best game of the year after, uh, you know, the unfortunate injury to his running back mate, Jalen Warren, um, went down for the game. Uh, how about it? Do you, do you think he's back or do you think he's completely? Um, I think he's back. I think he's back. They, maybe he was just finally healing from his injury. I don't know, but I, I like what I'm seeing and hopefully it continues against the Colts this week. Yeah, I'm actually looking here. He's got five games in a row, uh, excluding the bye of double digits. So that's good. Yeah. A lot of those came on. A lot of those came on touchdowns, though. Like this week, it felt like Najee actually took a step forward. Um, you know, just like on total production. I agree. Yeah, a lot of his games were twenty yards and a touchdown, and a couple first downs, which got him at ten points. Not not with twenty-two. That games of ninety plus yards, which which is yeah. definitely good, and he had four four receptions last week too, which which definitely helps. Yeah, that was huge. All right, so yeah, the next question is uh, thanks to the the late touchdown by Kittle, um, on which I might add the Cardinals did not play defense. Uh, they yep. pulled up. They 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 were not thinking of the boys on that play. I'll tell you that much. So the Orange Iguanas division race comes down to James. We mentioned it earlier. The magic number for the fantasy football team is two. Now it's a magic number of two against both the Orange Iguanas, and the um, the Scorin Samores. So, with a pres- what are your thoughts on the division race heading down to the wire? Do you think there's two wins on this team or, you know, potentially I, I two think, losses? Out I think way? what I need to do, I think what I need to do is beat Ty this week and then beat you next week so I don't have to worry about anything going into week 14 against Adam. Yeah, but think you of the drama. All your players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I just said, think of the drama, and Lee said, Lee said he could dress all your players. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Remote, remote interview issues. Problems. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> so as you as you come down to the wire on this playoff stretch, um, can you just kind of give us, you know, we're we're what 11 weeks in? Uh, can you give us a uh, quick rundown of just your team and its strengths? And uh, maybe some weaknesses and, and what you think you can do to address those weaknesses, if any. Yeah, I mean, I think top to bottom, my team is pretty solid. As long as Herbert is putting up a solid 20 to 24 per game. And if Nick Chubb has been a little iffy lately, too. I need Chubb to get back to his normal production. And I need A.J. Brown to get back to his normal production. As long as those guys are up in the 15 to 20 range, I feel pretty good about my team. Well, I got some good news for you on the Chubb front. I think Deshaun Watson coming back will really help that. I hope so. I don't know if they're going to start passing more. 
It might be resulting in passing more, but overall, what it means is the offense should be better. Yeah, the offense should be better, opens it up for Chubb. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be helpful. Kamara, he's a wild card every week with Randy Dalton. You never know what's going to happen on that. That that leads me that leads me into James. My last question: um, If Jack has any more, he can ask you. Um, Alvin Kamara and the Keenan Allen move were your only trade. You, the only trade you made all year. Um, and, and obviously, there's there's injury issues with Keenan Allen. I know for you, you hope that he could get back on track um, and start playing more often. But the Alvin Kamara one was obviously the bigger signing uh, trade that you made because. You know, he was at the time really the big value that that cost you that fourth round pick. Was there any reason why you went out and needed to grab a, a running back, James? <laughs> at the yeah, time? Because, because Najee Harris was produced. I needed I needed another <laughs> I needed another running back. So I, Sorry, I you know, I just had to I just had to <laughs> that one too. I know, I know. Now I got three good running backs, hopefully. There you go. You so if another one goes down or you know, if one yeah. wins the lottery or something. Exactly. Or, or gets caught juicing or something like that. Ball. Yeah. Kamara yeah. might get Kamara is under investigation or something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, all right. Well, the final question is uh, just, you know, next week is we're back into the divisional race. Um, you have the Fields of Dreams coming up. And I think this is a little bit of a budding rivalry between you two. And by budding, I mean 20 some years deep. Uh, is there anything you want to talk shit about Ty and furthermore, anything you just want to talk a shit about, uh, the league or any of the, the co-hosts on this said podcast? Some people are saying this might be a little bit of a trap game. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Ty's team is so, so bad. Melvin Gordon isn't even rostered right now. He's been starting in his garbage <laughs> two spot. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, I mean, his team is just trash. Trash. Uh, he started McKinnon last week. I think he got one touch the entire game. He had 1.4 points. Uh, this guy just doesn't know how to manage a fantasy football team. <laughs> <laughs> in the chat, I mean, he, he's bitching and moaning in the chat. He he's so sad. I, it's just it's sad. I don't. We, we shouldn't have got him. We should not have brought him into the league. Wow. <laughs> oh, Damn. Oh, Billy was better than fired. <laughs> he's gonna love to hear that. <laughs> Uh, Billy was better. Quote James. Yeah. All right, well, dude. I will have you. I will. I will focus your attention later on into this episode um, as we uh, get into a specific segment um, where I may or may not be concurring with you. Mm. Okay. He'll pick you to lose again, as always. Oh, yeah, thank, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for picking against me this week, Liam. I said that. All right, dude. Thanks for joining. Hope you have safe travels tomorrow and a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope uh, hope you and all the boys on the fantasy football team are feasting tomorrow. Yes, thank you. You as well. Have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Take care. See you, James. Number four. Number four, Jack. We have the stonks only go up again. Continue to go up. Ryan. The Stonks are rising big. The Stonks are rising Stonks. big lately. Stonks are rising big after uh, Sam comes on the uh, or Ryan comes on the podcast last week um, and gets to uh, shit talk Greg. He gets to put it up and actually show up. 
Um, and he beats Greg, puts up 135 points. Greg's team obviously didn't show up in that, which we'll talk about when we get to his team. Um, but five in the coaches' poll, so the coaches don't believe in his team as much, which, to be honest with you, was a little surprising to me. Um, last week he was five and five. Um, I thought I think Ryan's team has 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 shown that he deserves to be in the conversation as a uh, top team, in my opinion. Um, he is beasting. Uh oh, waivers just ran. Oh no, not yet. Oh, and here we go. I saw your meme. Yeah, saw your meme. Ready for waivers. <laughs> so this is the, uh, the Latavius Murray Bowl. Let's see. That's right. <laughs> Let's see who gets them. How many? Uh, because it's already locked in, Jack. How many points? Did, how many? Uh, how much money did you put on it? I think like six bucks. Oh, okay. Well, I beat you there. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't. It's all right. I think someone's going to put more than me. Yeah. But, uh, in case you were wondering, I put $18 on the biggest screen. Whoa. Big money. Big big money, no big women. Money. All right. Sorry. Where were we? Just because I want him on the bench. I, I um, imagine Ryan is going to be the one. Ryan loves snagging up the. Oh, he doesn't have any dollars back. He doesn't have any dollars left. Ryan, uh, Greg needs how many, how many bad dollars? He only has 11. You know what? Oh, well, Zach has a ton. Zach's got fifty-five dollars in Fab. Yeah. Um, there's some other guys that need that have money in Fab too. Anyways, um, enough about waivers. We'll when in one minute when those run, we'll get some instant reactions to those because you know I, I think this might be the first time we've ever had waivers run uh, live on the podcast. At least this season, um, yeah. Oh, there they go. There they go. Let's see. Forty-three dollars tied. If anyone was going to get him and it wasn't me, it'd be tied. 43, 43 nice. And Ty needs him. That's Yeah, Ty needs Ty him. needs him, you're mm-hmm. right. And that's huge for you, actually, Jack. So you like that. Him spending that money? Sure. This is hilarious because um, as we just immediately, minutes ago, heard, we both were talking wrong. about Ty having Melvin Gordon in his starting lineup. <laughs> Did not anticipate Latavius Murray being on his lineup when we recorded the podcast with him. Also, so we both lied about our bid. We both, I said $8. I, no, I, I don't remember. Oh, I, had 16. I, had 16. I, <laughs> I put six. Yeah. I, sorry. Whatever. It still wouldn't have mattered. You know, and actually now that I'm looking at this, I totally meant to put in a bid for Josh Palmer and I forgot it was not going to be $8 though. So Seth, congratulations. $8 Palmer. Um, Jack, you made a bid and one. You put more money on. James Cook than you did Latavius Murray. Um, but I know that uh, I know that we're really in the middle of power rankings here, but I do need to get a live thought on that. Yes, uh, and this is this is the boys reading the tea leaves. Uh, the playoffs are unlikely, and James Cook is starting to get a little bit former more. Former boy, former boy, former you know, boy. drafted, 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 then cut, then brought back. Uh, starting to get a little bit more run in that Buffalo's offense. Um, when he's on the field, they make it a point to give him the ball. The problem is he's just not always on the field. Uh, and Devin Singletary is a free agent this off season. So fingers crossed. That's all I got. I mean, it's not, I'm not like, it, it's just speculative ad, you know, there's, it's really all I got right now. So nothing much. Same thing for Skymore. Um, and a little bit of catharsisism as well. Whew. So yeah, there we All go. All right, let's just continue going down the line real quick. Josh Palmer to Seth. You got James Cook. Cam Akers for Zach. You knew that Zach loves Cam Akers. Oh, yeah. This is the second time on his team or third time on his team. You knew that was coming. Good pickup. Potential keeper value there. there. 
Yeah. Keep keep. So put, Greg did not. I, he only had eleven dollars, but Greg did not go for any of these running backs. Go hard for any of these running backs. I guess he put all eleven dollars on Latavius, but we talked that was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, Marlon Mack. Interesting for Zach going after Marlon Mack. Six dollars. Nobody else there. Emily picks up a defense after the Bengals' poor performance. Good pickup here. A hot defense. Stole, him, stole, stole the Chiefs away from me. Um, Five dollars for uh, for Emily uh, versus my three, and I knew this was coming. I wanted to go after him. I was never going to go five dollars after him. Tom Brady for Zach because I knew he needed a quarterback. Uh, me playing against him makes me a little nervous, um, but um, I'm happy because I cut Jimmy G. Um, and I was saying if Zach didn't get Tom Brady, when I cut Jimmy G, Zach's going to go pick up Jimmy G. Um, so I'm happy to have <laughs> him have Tom Brady then. Um, Ryan Tannehill, $3 unmarked, unpaid for, for Sam Daly. Um, that's just insurance for Justin Field. Makes sense. I scooped up my defense for the week. So now I have, funny enough, Jack, I have three defenses on my team. Jeez. You won't ever get that. But, Hope you don't uh, add him. I did not. I did not. Uh, I probably will, Adam, but Miami defense plays Houston, who's starting uh, whoever the hell, Joe Schmo, Kyle Allen. Um, True. So I wanted that, and I did not want a Thursday night primetime defense. Um, and then I also spent up on a kicker. I'm surprised Ryan didn't. Ryan talked so much about Jason Sanders on the podcast last week, so I really thought he was going to go after him. Um So I, I never spend money on kickers, but I just wanted – I didn't want Ryan to end up getting him. Um, Jack, you purchased Sky Moore. $6 Sky Moore. Look who I cut. Wait for the bigger thing. DJ Moore. <laughs> I'm done with him. DJ Moore. Tra- little waiver wire bait there. You, you thought that's why you were talking him up right now, weren't you? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Even if he does well, someone even if he does get, well with Darnold. DJ Moore with Darnold. Yeah, well, they play the Broncos. We have a good secondary. And then they have yeah. a bye next week. And They're I'm like. Have a bye. Yeah, I'm done. You know, and somebody else. Your point, you're looking ahead to next year. DJ Moore's not being kept next year. Makes he's not, sense. He's not helping me this year. Next year. <laughs> Sky Moore, potential keeper next year, um, especially with all the injuries to the Kansas City. And then, oh, look at that. After I cut him, Ryan went after Daryl Henderson. Congrats. Good luck. Um, yeah. Greg picked up a defense and Naeem Hines. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's going to solve your problems, Greg. Yeah, for real. I got the better of the Buffalo uh, Rams. And, and then we got a couple comments here before we continue on to Ryan's team. Ty said, went for broke, literally. Is that all of his fab? Yep. Spent all of his fab on him, I imagine. That's what you got to um, do, and Ty. Greg, and then Greg says, why? Yeah, why not helping your team at this point? Greg, you know why? That's because Ty is, it is helping his team, first of all. And Ty is not quitting. And you know else why? Because he didn't want you to have him. So well done, Ty. I appreciate that. That's why. Well, he is helping. Yeah, I he is helping. Because we've set this league up where every every week matters for you. You got to help your draft stock. You got to avoid punishments. You gotta you gotta play spoiler a little bit. You know, it's like there's three. Ty does not want to run the beer mile next. Year. Exactly. Ty is out of shape. He can't run that. So so no. Yeah, come on, Greg. Um, Greg's just salty. Well done, Ty. Yeah. He is salty that he doesn't have a backup running back. He's salty that he gave away 50 of his fab to for Josh, part of it for Josh Allen. Yeah, so he didn't have that $50, $44 to spend on Latavius Murray. Exactly. That's true. Okay, back to the power rankings. That was fun. Um, back to the power rankings. So for Ryan, Patrick Mahomes continued to do Patrick Mahomes thing, game drive, 
touchdown to uh, my boy, Travis Kelsey. Everyone saw that one coming um, when you're watching the game. Zeke getting all this goal line bullshit carries because um, he only had 42 yards, but he ended up with 19 points. Um, and then uh, Mark Andrews is back. Even though he only put up 11 points, the fact that he's back is going to be huge for Ryan. Um, and the other big news is that Jamar Chase is back next week. Apparently, I don't know. Oh, that yeah. Just, I think just Joe Burrow said that they expect him back. Yeah, uh, we'll see he practiced he today. Did he? Yeah, that's huge. I haven't been in another league. Yeah. <laughs> I think people maybe forgot about the fact that Jamar Chase is on Zach, uh, Ryan's team. And Ryan's been balling uh, without him. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Uh, and then the last good, uh, Elijah Mitchell on his bench, and very nice 6.9 points. Awesome. But every, everybody wins when there's 6.9. Yes. The bad for Ryan, there really wasn't much. Deontay Foreman was the only bad for Ryan. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm actually just thinking about this now. He's Antonio Gibson being good, coming back and doing well, is going to save him because Deontay Foreman, you just mentioned the Panthers. They play Denver next week, and then they have a bye. Um, so I don't think Ryan's going to be looking much at much for Deontay Foreman the next two weeks. That's right. Um, um, next week for Ryan, he's got procedural wide. 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 Number two. Question mark two. Uh, I'm That's right. Number two. That is Greg Dampiero, 69ers. Number two. So he moved back one spot. Two in the coaches as well. So how about that? The coaches are agreeing here. Uh, after a one and one, he's two and two now because I think the coaches are finally understanding Jack that he has, um, and and this is what we've been talking about all year, and it showed this week. The depth is killing him. Um, but we'll talk about it with the bad when we get to the good. Um, I said this as a question mark because he put up 17 points, um, Christian McCaffrey, but um, he only had seven carries. Um, and we talked about, I think we maybe mentioned this last week, Elijah Mitchell is still getting work in there. Um, it's kind of the 1A, 1B situation. Um, seven catches, though, which is pretty nice. Um, a full seven for seven. I have a, let me, good. I'm going to add a stat on there that I saw on Twitter. Okay. Uh, it was when the Niners are trailing or tied, they have Christian McCaffrey on for 75% of the plays. Uh, and then when they're winning by like less than a touchdown, it drops to like a 50, 50 split. And then when they're winning by more than a touchdown, it's like a 75, 25 split towards Elijah Mitchell. So what that means is I have some bad news for Greg next week. They play the Saints. Exactly. The, the Niners, they're a good team. They have very solid, uh, Position like position by position, they're very solid except for maybe quarterback. I think position by position, they might be the like like outside of quarterback, obviously, but wide receiver, tight end, running back to have that stack that they have is is, is one of the best in the country. Exactly. Even their t- line is good. Their defense is good. They're going to be winning a lot of games, and they're going to be winning a lot of games by a lot of points. So this might be bad news for Christian McCaffrey as they hope to keep him healthy for the playoffs. I imagine is what they're doing. Yeah, and I'm looking here, I'm looking ahead, um, week 16 and 17 for, for McCaffrey, the Commanders, and the Raiders. So, um, the Commanders have been doing really well lately. I think that's just a – I think it's just a flash in the pan. Against yeah. the Raiders could be trouble for McCaffrey and Greg. The good news is – is The good news is, and, and it's like with quarterbacks, uh, like Jalen Hurts earlier in the season, is when they get those leads, it's likely through Christian McCaffrey 
or it's with yeah. Christian McCaffrey putting up points. So he essentially has to put right. up all his points in the first half on those games. Correct. That is correct. Um, the other good for Greg is the Juwan Johnson scoop he had because we talked about he had issues with tight ends. Um, you know, you thought maybe he was going to go after McBride, or um, I think actually he did, and then he cut him from Juwan maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but he's got Juwan Johnson, former boy, former legend, boy. as you probably would say. Oh, yeah. Um, very solid scoop, like 11 points. Um, thirteen points. I think he's been like he has a top a, five tight end. He scored a touchdown he's each of the last out. five weeks. That's insane. Yeah, that's good. That is very good. The bad though, uh, Josh Allen with a very poor performance. Is this his worst performance of the year? Fifteen points. It is Yikes. worst performance of the year. Um, after the team scored thirty-one points, he only had fifteen. That's because Singletary scored them all. Um. And, uh, yeah, so only one touchdown for Josh Allen. The other bad for Greg is uh, the Jefferson Starships. Um, jo- uh, Justin Jefferson and Van Jefferson, the, the two uh, the two son of Jeffs, um, as you would say. <laughs> very good. Um, were, were very poor, uh, 5.8 and 6.6. Um, so Van Jefferson is not the answer for you, uh, Greg. So who's next in line, I guess? Um the other bad, I thought this was hilarious. Um, four active positional slash defensive players on uh, Greg's bench combined for a total of two point four points. Well, there's his depth. There's his depth for <laughs> yeah. you. Um, so uh, not great there. Uh, next week he's got the Riders, so he's probably looking ahead because Sam historically is bad, but he's on the up and up. So we'll see. Oh, you cut out a little bit there. What did you just say? I just said, I just repeated hottest team in the temple. So we'll see. There you go. Uh, All right. Well, we'll see. Number two. At number two, we have section PP. uh, Moving up from four in the committee last week. On the coaches poll, they stay the same, three and three. They are seven and four after 131 points in his second unlucky loss in the season to the fantasy football team. The good for Mr. Salalang is Joey B throwing three touchdowns to his boy, uh, Samaje Pirine. Unfortunately for Sam, none, not many of them were to, none of them were to Joe Mixon, uh, his other Bengal on the team. Uh, and also his Raiders, uh, Josh Jacobs, who he traded for a couple weeks ago, putting up 22 points, and Devontae Adams. I think he has the most touchdowns of wide receivers on the season. For He had two this week, 31.6 points. CeeDee Lamb had an awful game. TJ Hawkinson uh, is not doing very well. He's getting a ton of targets, which is nice, but not doing great. And then his trio of Eagles, uh, I guess Devontae Smith, he was on, he had a nice six catches, nice six catches on nine targets Ooh, for 11 points. Uh, not great on his bench and miles Sanders, 6.3 and Jake Elliott, four points. So Sam is a team of few teams. That is to say he yes. has two Bengals. He has three Eagles, two Raiders. He really, he has three Raiders. Right. Oh my God. And the ironic part about that is it's one bad team and one good team. And, the players on his bad team are better than the players yeah, on his good team. They help team. him the most, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, CD also had a very bad game. I, I didn't 
Oh, that game got out of hand. I there's really I don't know what you can draw from conclusions on that game other than Kirk Cousins is not good. Yeah, and, and you know what, Jack? I, I, I'm going back a little bit because I was just looking at something, so I wasn't able to, to comment in your good section before. I have to put my hand up here for now, for now, on Josh Jacobs. I said it on the podcast that I thought his schedule was terrible. Two weeks in a row of him being probably matchup-proof um, with the Colts and the Broncos, so I, I'll put my hand up there. Hold on. However, Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Something you said on the pod did not come true? Color me shocked. But I, I, I will still stand by until we see it. My comment that I had about his playoff schedule, which is the Patriots, the Steelers, and the Niners um, for, for the last for the, for the three playoff weeks. So, so if he can somehow score six, I'm going to set the line at 15 points um, against the Patriots, more than 15 points against the Patriots. I will very much regret not trading um, for Josh Jacobs with Ty. And uh, and at that point, I will say, Ty, I'm sorry that I didn't offer you a better trade than you got. At that point. There we go. All right. Uh, our last – oh, next week, next week. Next week for Sam, he has the Temple Guards. Spoiler? We'll see. Number one. Number one, Jack, uh, no surprise to me here. Um, and it seems as if finally I'm getting the respect that I deserve. No surprise to the rest of the league. Number one in the coaches as well. That is the crotchety rim shots. Seven and four after uh, an absolute dominating performance, 188 points um, in the second highest point score of the year, seventh all time um, against Emily. Um, and my check has just arrived. That's right. It is Thanksgiving time, but when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about the rim shots, they they have expedited one day day of shipping on Amazon. So that check gets in real quick um, there. Um, the good uh, Jimmy GQ uh, with the stream of the year, thirty four points. Those points just kept going up on Monday night. I didn't even need them, um, <laughs> but it was just pretty funny that uh, you know I just kept seeing every time I I wasn't watching the game fully, but every time I turned to look at the game. Uh, it was Jimmy G throwing a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk or uh, to George Kittle. So uh, that was nice. Um, Amari Cooper finally showed up. Um, so this is a week overdue. Um, but what I was expecting, and I should say finally showed up on the road, um, because his road stats have been awful, um, and he did very well. So this is just what I have um, and am excited to see when Watson gets back. 29, 30 points from Amari Cooper. Um and uh, Travis Kel, three, um, three touchdowns. Didn't put up your ch- typical Kelsey stat line because he had uh, 115 yards here. I mean, there was no one else left for the Chiefs to catch the ball. Um, so that was all Travis Kelsey. Um, Keith Higgins did well. And basically, my entire team, except for um, two players, did amazing. Um, I'll say it for you, Jack. Um, my Christian Watson pickup did very well. Um, oh yeah, your favorite just, player, your favorite yeah, player. I'm just, I'm just, I am just a huge Bison fan, man. I watched him in college, and he was really Dude, good. Dude, so just I wanted to wanted to scoop him up. Go face, go mask off. You're a Packers fan. Hey, what what state are you in today? I am in Wisconsin. Yeah, right. you're going you're going to the game probably. Wearing green and gold, green and gold, right? Uh, Dude, you love I, the Packers. You love the Packers. I will be in I will be in Colorado. 
You love the Packers. Let's ride. You love the Packers. Okay. Uh, Cordero Patterson with a 90-something, 100-something yard kick return touchdown. That was pretty nice. Emily texted me like, well, great. And I was like, yeah. Also, don't forget that's also six points of returning. Um, Not only six points for the touchdown, but also six return yard points. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, the Pats defense did amazing, as I would expect it against the Jets, almost 20 points. So, yeah, everybody except for my best player, Saquon Barkley, I don't understand what happened in that game, why they didn't give him the ball as much as they did. Matt Burita, I feel like, was in there for 70% of the game. But yeah, I, got, uh, I got a stat for you about that, and you're not going to like okay. it. And I'm not going to like it because I have Barkley in my other league, but uh, – Someone was like, well, maybe the workload is catching up to him because over the last, like, the first half of the season and the last few weeks, all of his stats have started to dip. And Barkley has a better games when the Bron- or excuse me, the Giants win than when they lose, and they are looking to be one of the worst teams down the stretch of the season. Like, they might not win another game is what I'm saying. Yeah. Just some food for thought. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm worried, but I'm also not worried. Um, I'm just hopeful that Daniel Jones will start using him out of the backfield. Five targets is, is respectable, but only two of those being caught is not great. I think he had one drop at least that I saw. Um, and then my kicker that I picked up, um, just to stream Cairo Santos automatic from 50 and in, but, uh, 50, he can't kick anything above 50 yards. He's got no leg. Um, I thought maybe the Bears would do good with him. And six points from a kicker in our league is not terrible. Um, but I'm just – we're talking about uh, when I won by 107 points and my two bad players unfortunately ruined me from the perfect game. Uh, next week I have the Spelunkers uh, who have been rising, as I said earlier. So I'm not going to lie. I am a touch nervous about that matchup. Um, but – um, I have a full squad. Um, I have actually a couple tough decisions to make um, at wide receiver. Um, so we'll see how I do next week against uh, Zach and his squad. All right. Well, good luck. What's that next? Next is the game day matchup. All right. Skip that. Uh, no, I'm going off the cuff. Ready? All off the dizzle. The game day bus. Yeah. Makes its way to LaSalle, Illinois for a Orange Iguanas division matchup between the number six scoring S'mores and the number eight old style boys. The S'mores, this pick, this matchup was picked because it's the only one with really any playoff implications. The rest are really doozies this week. It's a lot of good teams versus bad teams. The S'mores are touting their trio of amazing running backs once more after a bounce back of tough week from theirs previously. Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker, and Travis Etienne, as well as getting his wide receivers back from by Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf. But for the boys, he's going to be relying on a lot of rookies. Rashad White, Algier, Trey Lombards, Drake London, Potentially Greg Dulcich, potentially Jahan Dotson. We'll find out come the Sunday. But the boys still have the ace in the hole, Jalen Hurts. And their ace in the hole in the hole, Tyler Big Mouth Billy Mass. Who's going to be, which which team will have their playoff race doors shut on this Thanksgiving? While which team will be feasting? Find out this week on Temple Game Day.
right. Well done there. Now it's time for Malort Bet of the Week, brought to you by Jepson's Malort. Malort, great to drink before talking politics with your with your drunk uncle. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I get to go first, Jack. My upset. This is this is a uh, contentious one. I'm going with the Temple Guards over Section P. I, I say it's contentious, but as you talked about in game day, it's a lot of good teams playing a lot of bad teams. Um, so it's tough to find an upset this week. And I'm going with Temple Guards over Section P. And the only reason I go with this is because uh, Stefan Diggs plays the Detroit Lions, and I think he's going to do very well. Um, and, uh, I thought there was another reason that I had here, but, uh, I don't have another reason. Um, I just think Stefan Diggs is going to have a really good game. Well, maybe, uh, maybe, we'll maybe see. two out of three Sam's teams will do poorly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and my lock, my lock, I, you know, teased this a little bit earlier when I talked to James in our interview. I'm going with James over the Fields of Dreams. As James said, his team is trash. Now, with Latavius Murray, it's a little bit better, but still trash. Um, and uh, James's team is is on the up and up, hopefully, for him. And unfortunately for you, Jack, I think James pulls this one out. Uh, my wild card that you gave me is the Stonks and the procedural wide, wide. matchup. And I'm going chalk here. Stonks are hot. I'm going with the Stonks staying up. My spicy take the week. Uh, I don't have one. Why don't, I'll go through it right now. I'll go through my yeah, you picks. You go through yours, and I'll come up with mine because I didn't write mine, but I will have a very, very spicy take coming very soon. All right, let's hear it. Spicy take on Thanksgiving. My upset is the number nine Rough Riders over the number two San Piero 69ers. Uh, hottest team in the temple coming up against the Niners. Uh, big rivalry game, so anything can happen in these division matchups. Uh, for my lock, Kuchunk is the number six scoring s'mores over the number eight old style boys. Adam's full strength this week, and his team is one of the best teams full strength. Uh, and the, finally, my wild card is the uh, rim shots over the Spelunkers. Uh, Lee with <laughs> the number one seed over the number nine salacious Spelunkers. Uh, it, it, like I mean, a lot of these are, are uh, tough weeks, but uh, are easy. I don't know. Like we were talking about, there's a lot of chalk there. a lot of chalk going on this week. My spicy take this week is that DeAndre Swift feasts um yum 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 on Thanksgiving for over eight points. Just kidding, just kidding. My real spicy yeah. take is that the quarterbacks are the big turkeys tomorrow, and the defenses they face, that is the Bills. The Cowboys and the Pats each put up more points than the QBs they face. So the Bills will put up more points than Jared Goff. The defense is nice. The Cowboys will put up more points than Daniel Jones, and the Patriots will put up more points than uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Makes sense. There you go. I think that's pretty good. Thank that's, you. That's spicy. That's spicy. My spicy take here is a very spicy one, Jack. This is a wild one just because I have my bench right now. I don't really know what to do. However, I guess with Mike Williams probably not playing, it might make it a little bit difficult, and I didn't know what to do. So my spicy take here is going to be no matter what I end up doing, who I pick up, if Mike Williams ends up on IR, whatever I do, I am going to Sam this week. 
Right. All right, but you can't tank. No tanking. Going to outscore my starting lineup. Now that doesn't mean I don't lose. Win. Because <laughs> my bench could just score 200 points, and I still win. No tanking. You uh, have to. Whatever decision. You have to still start your best players. Oh come on! Of course I'm <laughs> well, I know. I know you will. No team. matter what I do, I'm going to Sam this week. That's my spicy take of the week. What that means? Whoever's on my bench, take their overs. Take the overs on the Blaze bench. There you go. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope everyone has a safe and safe travels on their way to Thanksgiving. Uh, this is going to be a longer podcast, but luckily we all have a lot of traveling to do back to our homes, to our Thanksgivings tomorrow, back from Thanksgivings tomorrow. Uh, we got a lot of traveling this weekend, so we figured we'd, uh, give you some of that, that, uh, that give you our dulcet, dul- our tasty voices, uh, to listen to oh, with your family. Back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you have a nice Thanksgiving with a lot of good football. That's all for now.